Good evening. Welcome to the Parenting versus Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> Our intro music reminds me of like a modern version of Mr. Rogers. Why? Oh, the like, do 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 do. Yeah, because it reminds yeah. me. Isn't it when they go like into the land of make believe? Yeah. The trolley mm-hmm. it makes that kind of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. Tell Jeff that next time we see him. I guess it's not an insult. No, I know. But it's like, kind of awesome. Yeah, it's good. Yeah. So. Oh, you huh. can guess we're probably. On our swing, on our mm-hmm. back porch. Which... There will be a lot of creaking. Yeah, I think that's yeah, that's our part of our shtick is the is the is the is the creaky the creaky thing the, the creaky, creaky swing. Uh, swing. Yeah, I feel but, like uh, we had a full day of adulting today. Yeah, I yeah for sure. <laughs> and now our kids are I was going to say napping, but they're sleeping. They're nighttime um, baby. It's nighttime, so this you is. Heard that song? You should look it up. If you can fi- if you can hear the. Uh, relief in our voice we got through another day yeah i'm drinking tea i'm um, drinking an ipa from uh, celtic quarter even though i'm supposed quarter celtic. quarter celtic even though i'm trying to be good on a diet on a on a ketogenic diet beer is beer is definitely not until ketogenic, we but, go on vacation on well Saturday. i'm gonna try to keep it up then too are but, you serious well yeah it's okay eating meat and i have no problem eating meat i'm just meat. saying there's beer in palm springs and i plan to enjoy it there too yeah. And there's a pool, and there's a true. bar by the pool. So I mean, that's kind of like a great adulting vacation that you true. should probably true, true. join me in. <laughs> um, yeah. So, adulting today. What kind of adulting did we do? Oh my gosh. Well, you helped your dad. You worked with your dad today. You uh, you moonlight as a survey tech mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah, just recently, actually. Well, I mean, all my life, but <laughs> I moonlighted all my life. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I decided to. Uh, Ask my dad to teach me, reteach me some of the survey stuff. Surveying, like land surveying, measuring property and... It's not like you're knocking on doors and asking No, I'm not surveying questions. people. I'm like, hey, um, What's how your do you feel color? about uh, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, no. You just um, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I'm so yeah. proud of you. I blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. I... Must be contagious. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> um, so... The other day, um, somebody at our church was like, hey, the podcast, how's it going or whatever? And I'm like, and in that, that moment, it occurred to me, holy cow, like, people might listen to this. People you know? Yeah, and I, I, <laughs> I, I, think I, I think I should have already known that, you know, if, if we put something out there that it's going to get listened to. Let me just clarify. I'm just going to say it. It was our pastor at our church he's like hey so you guys are doing a podcast that's awesome or you know something like that and um i was like yeah you know we do that sometimes <laughs> yeah and lorenzo was totally freaked out and i <laughs> yeah i mean we told we told uh we told our buddy easton yeah he and works uh, at the church so i guess it would make sense yeah i mean i knew that easton might but then and but then i told dogs. your mom our penny is just going nuts uh, she has a, p- a pine cone in, in her mouth, and she's wow. running back and forth. And Diego is the, uh, Diego is chasing him with his little stubby legs. It's like anyway, the Kentucky Derby of dogs. Yeah, except dark. except Diego is definitely the the underdog. Huh. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh! Why does this happen to our life every time? We so try to do something intentional. They'll get tired. Um, but yeah, I was talking to your mom. I was like, yeah, so me and Lindsay are doing a little radio program. Because I didn't say, I want to say podcast. Oh, no, she I, told me she listened to it. And yeah, I was, I was like, a little weird. I was like, I was like, which well, one did you listen to, in mom? In case you listen to this one, hi, Sue. 
and she good. she gave me a little smirk, which makes me really wonder which one I know, she I'm like, listened oh. to. Did I say a naughty bad word? Well, she is my mom. She's basically been listening to my podcast, aka me mm-hmm. talking my entire life. So I yeah. don't think anything I say on here is going to surprise her too much. Right. Um, but I also think it'd be a good idea to maybe be a little bit more conscience conscious about what we say. Mm, I, I disagree. Disagree? I disagree. Okay. It's think, all out there. No, I think being honest and, and being candid is is what you have to be when you're an adult, and people may disagree with you, but yeah. that's... Well, I can, I can go into the story of my vasectomy then, if we're, if we're really going to... I would love to go into that story. <laughs> Do you know why? Why? Because it's kind of an ironic story. I actually love telling that story. I mean, Do you really? Yeah, a lot of people probably have heard it. Um, I don't like to relive that moment. It was very not... It was not... You was, are fine. I gave birth three times. Imagine giving three birth times. to three babies at the same time. That you, no, not even the same thing. Okay. Not even I'm, I know. I'm, ju- I'm totally kidding. Okay. Well, since we're going I'm gonna get. That, we're going to get hate mail for me saying that. No. No, no, no. no. Um, hate mail? We don't even get mail in <laughs> general. No. So, Lorenzo scheduled his vasectomy, and I was pregnant with our daughter, Juliet, our third child. She's one now. Um, and the appointment was last year on June 13th. So I went with him and, um, I sat in there with him through the whole procedure and, um, I'm probably a psycho, maybe a little bit because it was strangely gratifying because I've given birth three times and I was like, see, now it's your turn. Not to be mean. I wasn't trying to be mean. I just, I was there for support. Mm -hmm. What the heck was that? That was probably kids playing. Hopefully, like screaming children. I hope. Yeah. So, um, I won't go too much. What's going on? I don't know. I keep hearing. Sounds like somebody's whistling. I'm totally. Yeah. Out. You never know what's going on in in in, in Albuquerque. Albuquerque. I'm not gonna. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, um, I'm not gonna go too much into the surgery, but it was it was it was a little bit painful. They gave me a sh- uh, anesthetic. Sh- Shot. It's just somebody whistling, I think, for the dog or something. Okay. Maybe it's, I don't know, who knows? Gang whistles? I hope not. Um, It's uh, Consuelo on his his lowrider bike. Um, (laughs) Anyway, uh, vasectomies. Yeah, they they made an incision. Uh, Even though I, I, I was numb, I didn't feel like the pain of the incision. I could just feel like some pressure down under in Australia. Um. And then I felt some tugging. And then, uh, if you're a man, and you've ever been hit in the groin, the groin, the groin, the groin, the groin. Um, no. <laughs> okay. All right. Go ahead. Kicked in the nuts. There you go. Yeah, got it. Sorry for people. Stop apologizing. I you just, are who you are. People, okay. All right. All right. Yeah. Kicked in the nuts. Yeah. Uh, that's what it felt like. But instead of it being like short, it was like boom, like pressure, pressure down there. Um, and then I heard, and then I smelt burning because they burned off the, the tube that supplies, um, the sperm, the, the, uh, special, the special cells with the flagella. Um, making things up right now? No, flagella, you know what flagella are? Flagella are? No. So, um, mostly, mostly, uh, prokaryotic, prokaryotic cells. Mm-hmm. Prokaryotic cells are cells that don't have a nucleus. Um, they're very simple, like single-celled organisms, like okay, the flagella. I just fell asleep. <laughs> so let's continue. I love you. But well, flagella uh, is like the little tail, the little things, like the 
things that make it move. Okay. Um, anyway, sperm cells have a flagella, and it's a little tail that makes it move. And they're one of the only eukaryotic cells, I think. I think I might be wrong. I just teach ninth grade biology, so this is just what I learned this year. Um, but yeah, that's they, 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 they cut off the supply chain. I was watching your face the entire time that you were going through the surgery, and it was like faces I've never seen before. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Faces that belong, like, during wartime. I mean, it was just like... <laughs> oh, yeah. Viking faces of pain. <laughs> I don't uh-huh. know. So afterwards, after the big snip, um, I took him to a brewery, and we... I let him get a growler. I let you. And and then we had a beer, and he... Yeah, he was pretty sore. But anyway, so then the next day, literally the next day, Lorenzo's parents had our two kids, our two boys, um, at their house to spend the night, and... We were going to go pick them up after lunch, and they had taken them for the night so that Lorenzo could have a little recovery time. Um, and I'm like, ow, like, I'm starting to kind of hurt a little bit, and I didn't think anything of it. I thought maybe it was just, like, Braxton Hicks or false labor because I, I'd had that before and, and everything, and they got a little more painful, and so I was like, you know, I think I might be in labor. We should probably just go to the hospital, I guess. Um, so... We went to the hospital and I was dilated to a seven when we got there, which I, I was induced with both of my boys. So I, I've never gone into like labor on my own. So I didn't really know, like, I didn't know that that's what was happening. And apparently I was like ready to have the baby like right then and there. And I did within like 40 minutes of us getting there. Mm-hmm. So it was pretty fast and furious. Um, but I did tell the nurses in the hospital after we had Juliet, um, that my husband had a procedure done the day before, so they were bringing him ice packs while we were in the hospital room with our daughter. It was pretty crazy. Yeah, they were very kind to me. She's got great timing, though. I'm glad she waited until the day after she to did. be born. And so. she came out pretty quickly. Oh, my gosh. It was like, crazy. Uh, um, our, our boys, they took oh. their sweet, sweet time. I don't, I don't know how long Luke was, but it was a long time. Well, we went in to have our first son, Luke, to be induced because I was late. It was like days yeah, and, and they scheduled us for an induction because he wasn't growing anymore. So they were like, we got to induce you. We went in on a Thursday. Mm-hmm. I remember this. We went in on a Thursday morning thinking, okay, like we're going to go in. We're going to have a baby by tonight. It does not work that way. No, not nobody, look at least. Nobody tells you that. Yeah, but here's <laughs> the thing with, uh, I mean, Riley too took well, some time. We had him Saturday morning. Yeah, went in on Thursday, had him Saturday morning. Yeah. Yeah, that was nuts. Um, they were trying for like two to three days to just get him to come yeah, out. Yeah, I remember like how agonizing that was for you. Well, the lady in the room next to me was having a natural birth. Yeah, and, and she, she was, was like screaming, screaming bloody murder. It's like, Bleh! and it was like the middle of the night, and I was just like couldn't sleep, and I was like, is that? Oh my gosh, that sounds terrible. Is she dying? Is she okay? And I think I asked the nurse, is she okay? You're like, Can I have extra drugs? Yeah. <laughs> um. So bad. Yeah, and then Riley Riley took some time. He wasn't like, I think he was a little bit faster. He was about 48 hours in the yeah. hospital. I mean, we went yeah. in, I was induced, and then that, that night, like, we went in early in the morning, and then it was the next day in the early evening that I had him. And then Juliet, so... Juliet um, was, like, 40 so minutes she, they, they, you know, we came in, they checked they checked Lindsay in. Um, they're like, well, you're seven centimeters, um, you're going to get in the, on the front of the line. And, like, your, your face was like, what? Like, I don't feel that bad well i didn't um, i was like i can't be in like labor and it was like labor. it was like the afternoon i remember that yeah um 
we just watched Bar Rescue and had lunch, and I was like, "Wait, what?" Yeah, so like right so now. the nurse checked you, and then and then they're like, "Oh, well, we better get everything ready." So they got the little baby warmer ready. They got all the towels. They had all the, you know, all the surgical stuff ready. Um, the nurses were ready. The midwife was ready. And I was like, "Well, you guys, it's gonna take some time." That's what was going through my head. Like, well, because the last two took a lot of time. I was like, "Days." I don't know why I thought like they're the experts, and I'm just like some dude like, but for some down. reason i'm like hey guys you know it's like two three more days we're we're, we're good um uh, but the, but yeah so so they had you there and like they're like getting ready telling you to push and stuff and i was like okay this is gonna take a really long time i have to use the bathroom i'm gonna go use the bathroom real quick i went and used the bathroom and then i came back it was like literally a span of like 45 seconds <laughs> and then like 45 seconds after that when it, like you had like one more push and then boom we had our we had our daughter and i was like well it's a good thing you know like i didn't, <laughs> didn't like take a take a walk around the, the hospital or something because <laughs> she was there yeah that was incredible it was so quick you know it's so funny because after having had three kids i can honestly say that having her naturally was way easier than having the boys induced mm-hmm. and and I, I have to say like your first baby I don't think it's easy period because a lot of it is nerves like you just don't know what to expect and that's part of the stress right um and then you add you know feeling tense and upset and I don't know if I want drugs and you have all these you have all these ideas for how it's going to go and then it doesn't go that way mm-hmm. um I think your first baby's the hardest but like I don't know after I feel like yeah it was just way easier to have her without any, without being induced, without having to, to, you know. Yeah. I I think everything first is the hardest. So every stage that Luke's going through right now is the hardest. Right now he's turning five. He already already turned five. It's because it's the unknown. It's It's the unknown, yeah. Like everything that we go through with Luke is like new to us. (laughs) Like we've had him around for five years. (laughs) Had him around. Um... But, but every stage is still every, new to us. Right. Like, like Riley's too. He freaks the F out All every once in a while. Like, this if, week has been exceptionally terrible. If something is out of order, he freaks the F out, like, big time. And, we're and, you know, for me, I, I know it's so hard. But I, for me, I'm like, okay, he's well, too. He's he, he's He's too. I know what's going on. But when it Luke did pass. that, I was like, oh, what do I do? Do I, what have we done do I need to call 911 right now yeah. or what's going on? Um, but for Riley, I know... I know what's going on, and then Juliet. She knows she's one. I know, you know she, you know she's whining. Like, oh, she's teething. It'll be okay. Yeah. Whatever. It's but Luke, how the way you handle your kid from your first kid to your even your second or third is so right. different. Oh, for sure. Like I'm so much more lax with Juliet. I'm like I put her on the ground. I'm like, oh, you're yeah. eating a rock. Get that out of your mouth. Yeah. Like with Luke, I would have been like, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, do I need to call nine one one? Is he damaged? Is he scarred for life? What do I do? Yeah. It's like you're right. so paranoid with your first kid. Yeah. So I mean, and Luke's giving us some behavior right now that we haven't seen. It's um, like it's like straight anarchy. Like he is like he's starting to be a little bit defiant. Yeah. Um, well, five year olds are all about exercising a sense of justice. And he's smart too. Oh my gosh, he's too smart. Yeah. He pulled a like creeper move on me tonight. Oh yeah. So I took a shower. I got out of the shower and I had a towel wrapped around me and I came into the kitchen for something and I hear this little hee 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 and I'm like, what in the world was that? And you like, thought he was sleeping. I thought he was sleeping. I thought he was in his room asleep with you because you were laying down with him. With you. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure yeah. what you were doing. In I was laying down too with him. And then, I mean, he was so quiet. He was like ninja skills. Like he, he left. So I'm looking around like, what was that? I'm totally creeped out. Um, and then I see this little face 
poke out from underneath a giant pillow on one of our chairs and I just about lost it. I got, I just like jumped probably like 10 feet. Um, and it was Luke hiding behind a pillow and he's like, I got ya. And I was just like, mm-hmm. you get back to bed. Yeah. Not yeah. Cool, dude. Not cool at all. Yeah. When I was working with my dad today, um, he was like, my dad was talking about getting a donut. Like, he's like, do you want a donut or whatever? I was like, no, I think I'm good. Cause I'm, I'm trying to be, well, I'm trying to be a little better with the sugar and I the bread. I would have eaten that donut for you. Yeah. Well, <laughs> we ended up not cause Juan, Juan didn't, my brother Juan. Yeah. Yeah. Me and my brothers. He's the only Juan we're, in the family. um zing yes um i saw a t-shirt once that it says i hate tacos said no juan ever anyway um juan didn't want a donut but i was talking to my dad about how luke loves donuts yeah with all of his heart and sometimes if i deny him a donut he'll start to come up with ways to convince me to get him a donut He's yeah. like, well, hey, Dad, well, you know, I don't really want a donut, but, but you, I think I think you do. I think I think Riley really wants a donut. He told me, and yeah. <laughs> it's like he's he, always scamming for those donuts. Yeah, he is. And his he tra- donut game is strong. He he for sure, you know, enjoys a donut, and so does Riley. Actually, Riley loves donuts. You know why I figured out like that's why he used to be okay with me going to Starbucks all the time on my way to drop him off. You get him, you'd get him a nine dollar donut. I, not a nine dollar donut. No, but he knew that they had like pastries, and he'd be like, Mom. Do you want to get coffee? You could totally get coffee. I, it, it's fine if you want to go get coffee. And then I realized it's because they have pastries there. And mm-hmm. he like was thinking like, oh, if she gets coffee, then I get something. So Right. He's a negotiator for sure. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. He's very smart. Um, I'm not just saying that because he's my son. Maybe I am. I don't know. Mm. <laughs> but um, <laughs> I tried to play him this on YouTube, they have mixes, like, to get your baby to sleep, and, you know, I think we talked about the one before that we always use the classical music for babies to sleep, um, but the other night, I wanted to try something different. My friend Julie was telling me that there's this one that's, like, a lady telling a story, but it's just, like... She has her British accent. ...hypnotically boring, and it's supposed to put them to sleep, and so it's this story about this little girl named Princess Poppy, and it's just crazy because as she's going into the story, she'll be, she'll be like... And then you go to sleep now, all night long. And then you rest now, and <laughs> it's so creepy. Yeah. Um, and it even says like a disclaimer at the beginning, like don't don't listen to this if you're driving. <laughs> Did I ever tell you about? Um... And Luke was like, "This is stupid," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, it kind of is." <laughs> Can you imagine somebody driving? <laughs> and they're like, "Oh, I'm gonna, I'm, you know, I'll be fine. I'll be fine." <laughs> and then they fall asleep while that. Um, while listening to it, that'd be kind of crazy. I would just question as an adult why you're listening to it in the first place. Right. So, um, that reminds me of when I was growing up. I don't know if I ever told you this, but when I was growing up, I went to uh, a uh, Pentecostal church. Yes, you've been there many times. <laughs> well, I mean, I told you I went to a Pentecostal church as yeah. a kid, but um, we used to have these revivals, quote unquote revivals. Were they intense? Um, it was basically like just having church every night from like, so you, you go to church on Sunday. Um, I think you had Monday and Tuesday off. No, maybe you didn't. I don't know. Anyway, you went to church basically for a week straight. There's nothing like bringing people to Jesus um, by sucking up all of their time and not letting them do anything but church for an entire yeah. week. Well, it was a revival and that's, I think it's like a Southern thing, you know, like Billy Graham, like yeah, the tent revivals. Yeah, came and, out of the revival era. Um, but we, we would have about that in Bible college a little bit. We would have revivals, and this one guy, 
that uh, passed. I mean, it was like just basically people who traveled and they passed through assemblies that go off churches and preached or whatever. They went on tour. They went on basically. They were pastors on tour. Pentecostal all stars. Pe- Pentecostal, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Pentecostal rock stars. I'm sorry, that's so not nice. Um, but there was this one. There was this one guy, and you know they had. They actually had a merch table too. Did what? I tell you that? Yeah, they, every one of them had a merch table. So what was the merch? Um, they would sell like Bibles or books that they were were. I don't know if, even know if they wrote the books, but they were just like selling books that they liked. Were there tracks there? Um, probably some tracks. Who knows? Stickers? But they had a merch table, and people would buy the stuff probably to s- support their tour. Can I can I side note this for a second? Sure. I'm gonna give my shout out now. Can I do it? Give a shout out. I'm gonna wait. Oh my goodness. I'm gonna waste my shout out. Shout out to all those businesses and cool places that give out first like stickers. For example, Dutch Brothers, dude, and Gorilla Graphics here in Albuquerque. They're a graphic shop. They're local. They're awesome. Did a merch table remind you of stickers? Or Yeah. I think it is so legit when people give out free stickers. Stickers are awesome. Well, they are. I love them. And it's like, you are a customer, and I care enough that you're here. Have a sticker. Also, you know? also it's like... Legit. Also, it's like, it's like a win-win. If you love stickers, and you are... It, our dogs are just... Insane. Yes. Well, I've heard a fire truck, a child yelling and screaming, a car alarm. Now I'm hearing honking and our dogs. Mm-hmm. Like, the night is alive. <laughs> well, as long as we don't hear anything through our monitors, our, our baby monitor. Or glass from. breaking in our house. Uh, yeah. Ooh. That's kind of scary. Well, but, um, yeah, the stickers are, that's a win-win for both people. Like, the company, they get free advertising. So right. if you love Dutch Brothers and you put the Dutch Brothers sticker on the back of your car. It's on my iPad. Yeah. <laughs> um... Then I, and I I've I've been there you know before where I'm like behind somebody I'm like what the heck is that weird like goat sticker or you know I'll have to, I'll Google but you take it the time to figure it out yeah because I, it like piques my curiosity and I'm like oh I'm gonna Google this and then you find out what it is mm-hmm. so so and then for you 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 tell everybody how awesome of a coffee drinker you are <laughs> no I don't um well if you have a Dutch Brothers sticker I do, on your car I do. you have a, you actually have a humble sticker on your car I have a humble coffee sticker humble coffee is my favorite coffee yeah. shop in Albuquerque yeah. they ship their coffee out they have really awesome merch I still wanted to talk about the revival okay I'm sorry okay shout out to humble coffee at the end <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so we were on the the, the, the revival right yeah. and uh, this guy was passing through and in his merch table he had a, a tape you know cassette tape oh. and uh Balling. He said, "He said this is a really awesome tape, but do not listen to it in the car because it, you will be instantly filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in tongues. You might even become slain in the spirit, and you might cause an accident." Like he told us that. Why would God purposefully try to cause an accident? I, I don't know. I God's like, I'm going to fill you with the Holy Spirit, and then I'm going to have you like knock some people out. I remember thinking, that I remember, makes no sense. To I me. was probably like nine or ten, and I remember thinking like, that's awful. Like I don't want I don't want anything to do with this tape if it's going to make me do things that I don't want to do or I'm not in control of my own body. Yeah, I don't want to be like out of control. Like this just does not seem right. So, okay. Since we're on the topic and I know we it's We can even touchy. talk about cults if you want. Now, I don't want to talk about cults, but I do want to talk about we can say, we can say that for another night. Um I do want to talk about like slain in the spirit and filled with the Holy Spirit and all that stuff because honestly, this is something that I think about a lot. Um, because I do a lot of research on cults and because I do a lot of research on group think and, uh, and group psychology, just because it's something that fascinates me. Um, it is very interesting to me because I think the power of suggestion is very strong. Um, and, and I don't, I'm really on the fence about this and I know that's a cop out thing to say, 
but like part of me is like I know that God can do whatever he wants right and I know I know that like if people are slain in the spirit or speaking in tongues like there are instances where it probably is legitimate um I do think that there are definitely um I don't want to say checklists because that sounds really dumb Hmm. but like there's conditions that have to be met excuse me for it to be biblical okay um, but I get really, and I'll, this is just my opinion, I get really creeped out by, like, churches where people are, like, convulsing on the floor and, like, you know, running around and screaming and just getting nuts. Like, and I'm not, I mean, if that's your thing, like, maybe you can explain it to me in an email or something, and that's fine. I'd be happy to listen, but... Parenting versus podcast at gmail.com. Mm-hmm. Parenting vs. podcast at gmail.com. Thank you. But I just, you know, there's a lot of people that have abused religion and spirituality in that way by doing those things, like on TV. Um, and so it just really fascinates me, like the whole idea. I don't, I just, I guess I don't understand why or what the point would be. Hmm. I don't, I don't see God generally as a God that causes chaos or confusion. And so when that's what's happening all around you, I would really question whether or not that's God. Hmm. Um, and some people might get mad at me for saying that, but, you know, biblically speaking, I mean, if you're going to cite the Bible, like even, even spiritualists and mediums and psychics and, and demons could do the, the things that, you know, some of the disciples did, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so I don't know. It's just a very interesting thing to me. It's, it's always kind of been fascinating, but a little bit weird at the same time to me. Yeah. I always ask myself why too. Yeah. Like why why do or why are there groups of the church that kind of do these kind of things, you know what I mean? Like like Christianity is one is one religion, mm-hmm. but there are so many different offshoots and branches and each one has its own different Shtick. kind of yeah. <laughs> their thing. Their thing, right? And I don't know. It's just kind of kind of crazy to me like why why did the pentecostals kind of just hold on to acts and the things that happened in in, in acts the book of acts mm-hmm. um and just run with those things i don't know yeah it's it's really interesting it's i think we get really hung up on things sometimes that mm-hmm. it's like maybe we're paying more attention to the things that shouldn't matter as much and less yeah. attention to the things that actually do matter yeah um there's some things just like seared into my memory from growing up in that church. Yeah. A lot of good stuff. I I, I mean, there was a lot of, see, the, there was a lot of good community, which I, I really agree with is the community part. Yeah. Like you get to see these people and when you see them, <clears throat> they're very happy to see you. You know, they give you, um, they give you a hug. They're very warm. We have a potluck. You know, we share if we share meals have together. After the service in a church basement or something, yeah. that is a good day. Potlucks were always fun. Oh, that is a good day for um, sure. I mean, especially for me, I was. I mean, I, I've said this before. I was a pretty husky boy. <laughs> um, but oh man, I used to get seconds and sometimes thirds. Uh, but I would I would I would sneak the thirds if I did thirds. I mean, that's how husky boys work because they don't want people to know, you know, that they're eating too much. So, um, I mean, it's, don't feel bad for me, but, but the, the community piece was pretty awesome. Like sharing meals with people. And, um, when I was in Missouri, I was in gospel choir, my friend Tippy, hi Tippy. 
and I were um, the co like the co-event chairs for the gospel choir, and so we used to go on these tours in Kansas City and St. Louis and Iowa, parts of Iowa, um, and it was crazy because we'd tour these churches and they would always feed us. Like I probably gained a good ten pounds because I was in gospel choir, like. I'm a starving college kid. On the weekend, we travel around the Midwest, and people feed us because we sing some songs. Southern right. food is stinking delicious, too. Yeah, I mean, well, and um, we were, like, on the Mason-Dixon line, so we were just kind of kind of there. But there was, like, everything was just, like, fried chicken and collard greens. And I, like, I do like the South. Uh, that people are just super warm in the South. That's that's kind of the impression I got, even, even being a different, you know, type of looking person. You know what I mean? <laughs> I am super strange, by the way. I mean, I'm just, I, I, I'm just not normal, and that's okay. You're not that strange. But people, are, I, I'm pretty strange. I don't think so. I'm weird. Like even here, people don't know I'm Hispanic. They're like, "What are you, Mister?" I had, a, I had one of my students ask me. He's like, "Mister, are you Egyptian?" I'm like, <laughs> "I could be, I guess." But um, when I was in, when we were in the South, our little road trip through the South, yeah. 2000, what was it, 2000? 12? Yeah. 15. 13. 13? I think so. Luke was just about one. Okay, 2013. Um, people are just super warm. I got, I, I picked up on that. Um, food was really good. The bugs were really big. Oh, man. Passing through, <laughs> I don't know what state it was. I think it was like Arkansas or, no, it was further south. I, mean, I think it might have been like Mississippi or yeah. Alabama or something. It was Alabama. <sighs> we went to this gas station and I have never seen this many bugs in one place. It's like primordial ooze on our windshield. It was just, we went and got <laughs> gas and like, it, it was, was like, just... Thunk, thunk, spot, spot, no, no, spot. like even just at the gas station, getting out, the, it was like a carpet of, blo- of bugs. Bug guts everywhere? No, like they were alive. These bugs were just on the floor, just alive. And like they were all covering our car. Gross. It was like a plague of bugs. It was kind of nuts. Yeah, we were at a, we were at a gas station in Florida and this guy I mean I don't even remember where we were we were driving to Orlando but this guy's like we got gators you want to see them and we were like uh, no. no we're just here for gas I try to stay away from but like thank you huge animals <laughs> like that can have that can eat me that can eat me and then um, we went to a we went to a rest stop in Louisiana and there was like a big sign that was like poisonous snakes <laughs> like, yeah we have those here too, by the way. But it was like huge, like poisonous snakes. Like keep your little pets away because right. they'll get eaten. Yeah. And I was like, ew, I don't know if I want to go <laughs> into the bathroom at all in Louisiana ever. Um, yeah, I don't know. That was, that was a fun trip. We went to Savannah. That was like amazing. It was so gorgeous. That was amazing. Lots and of history. People claim it's haunted. Mm-hmm. Um, oh my goodness. <clears throat> People claim uh, what? I love you. I okay. okay that mo- was the worst. Moving on. No, that was the worst IPA burp I have ever had the displeasure of sitting well, next to. It was it was my pleasure. Ugh. Um. <laughs> Savannah. Anyway. Eight years of marriage. Like well, your tea smells like a cup of flowers. I don't know how you can drink that. That is not even close to an IPA burp. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> um. Yeah, Savannah was fun. Yeah, it was super fun. It was fun. It was weird, a little creepy. I was like ready kind to of move. Mossy and dingy and dingy. Dingy. Like, dingy. Like like there's just very soggy. You know what I mean? I guess. Like uh, 
even like the trees had the um is Spanish it called moss? lichen? I think Spanish it's called moss? lichen. Yeah. Like this is this very I don't know. What what was that movie with uh John Cusack? I didn't oh. like the movie. Like the, something about the devil and the something or Midnight in the Garden of Good Midnight Evil. Garden, yeah, yeah. I didn't really like that movie. I couldn't get through it. I couldn't get through it either. But it was filmed <laughs> in Savannah. Yeah, I think. Savannah. 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 And uh, <laughs> just, you get very creeped out. I don't know. Like, sometimes I wonder, like, I not wonder, but sometimes I feel like these people aren't even real around me. Like, these are just, like, Everyone alternate. Everyone in Savannah is just a ghost? It's just, like, a yeah, alternate universe type of deal. Like, <laughs> the, um, the layers of these alternate universes are meshing in Savannah, and, like, these people aren't real. They're just, like ghosts you know what i mean walking around me <laughs> Who knows? um and by the way our our camera malfunctioned in savannah yeah that was crazy too. and there was all sorts of weird things happening with our camera that's true that was weird uh and then it worked weird. fine in orlando so yeah whatever um yeah i don't know i feel like i just need to like exhale from the day i'm sorry it's totally off topic no i got you I so got we you. had we had our carpets cleaned today so we had to move all of our furniture out of the rooms, then have the carpets cleaned, then move them all, like all the furniture back into the rooms. And it was exhausting. And then my mother-in-law was here and um, this guy came door to door asking if we needed bug spray, like bug service. And so randomly she's like, yeah, okay. And so she's like, the bug guy's coming. And I was like, what, what bug guy? And she's like, you know, the bug guy, I hired him. He's gonna come at 6.30 tonight. So. We get our house sprayed for bugs, which I'm grateful for, um, because we have black widows here and they're ugly and gross and fat and cockroaches that come out at night because this is New Mexico and for whatever reason they like it here. Um, and so they sprayed for bugs and then we had got our carpets cleaned, but now our house is kind of just like a disheveled mess. <laughs> There's furniture like all over our tile floor and we're just kind of trying to reorganize and reset up our house again. But yeah, and our kids were like not having it. They were pretty mad because we were trying to fix their beds right in the middle of bedtime. And it was just a chaotic day sort of all around. Yeah. <laughs> and then I found out my work, um, somebody vandalized my work and they shattered a windshield in our work truck and then they shattered the downstairs window. So not real cool guys, whoever that was. I'm not really sure like why you would do that, but. Is that well. discouraging to you? Um, yeah, actually. Like, it, it wasn't major damage, was it? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> yeah, I told my dad about that, and he got really kind of pissed off. Just about, there's a lot of nonsense happening in Albuquerque right now. The thing that blows my mind is that I work for a Christian nonprofit, and, and us being Christian really has nothing to do with it. We're a nonprofit, and we give you people... You guys help people. We help people. We help anybody. Mm -hmm. It doesn't matter, like... Like, you don't have to prove your, your need to us. Like, to like we'll, we do a home visit. We see what you need and what you're asking for and what you're not asking for. And then um, people request furniture, and we will give it to them. It's all based on donation, so it just depends on what we have available. But if somebody comes to us and says, like, I need a bed and a couch and a dresser. Um, and, and I'm addicted to drugs. And I'm addicted to drugs. We will say, okay, like, we're going to schedule you for a home visit. We're going to have two people come and, and see your home. Because they have to, they have to have some kind of shelter. Because we can't just like give furniture to everybody if they don't have a place to live. Um, we go, we just kind of take notes on what we see and what they need. Like they're sleeping on the floor. Do they not have a dresser? Are their kids like 
you know, in ratty clothes. We take notes and then I decide what they get and we put it in order. And then based on what we have that's donated and what churches give us and what the community gives us, we can give it to them. And then you can refer to outside resources. If, if you took the home visit and you said, oh, there's yeah. maybe some kids that are hungry, they don't have food. Well, we give them like a pantry list in their area. If they want, you know, medical help, we give them a list of clinics. Like it's based, it's, it's per need and, and per need basis, like whatever they need, we try to get them sit, like set up. But it's really frustrating because we do that for free. Like, we are not funded by anything but donors. Like, we are a nonprofit. We don't get funded by the government. We are not funded by um, a lot of donors. We struggle to pay our bills. (laughs) Um, And if you really needed something that badly and asked us for it, we would probably give it to you. So the fact that you're going to break our windows is kind of just, like, frustrating a little. Do you think they... I mean, they weren't like pointing, like singling you guys out or anything. No, I, I don't think it was that. Um, Maybe they were just. I thought they were kids because they didn't actually break in. They didn't steal anything. Well, I think the gra- that like you said, the glass was security glass. I don't think it broke through. What about the car, though? Well, the the truck, yes. Yeah, like if somebody wants to break into a truck, they just break the side window, pop the lock. Yeah, in. I mean, it could have been somebody that was straight up on drugs too. We get a lot of people wandering over through our fence um because it parallels the freeway right so we get a lot of people wandering that way Mm -hmm. um but i don't know you know i really don't know and it's just sad because that shows you like the desperation of like the human condition right you know what i mean yeah i don't know i keep hearing it too like oh this is everywhere this is everywhere do you think this is everywhere or is this something that albuquerque is going through maybe we're noticing more like I, i don't know i know it's everywhere but i do feel like um here it is more it's more rampant and i feel like it's more violent hmm. like i feel like yes people break into to places everywhere people do things everywhere but like i feel like in albuquerque things have gotten a little more malicious than hmm. than a lot of other places yeah and you know we always talk about albuquerque and i'm not trying to dog on albuquerque again but you know, it's like the other day, like Lorenzo, I was out with my friend Erin, she's here from Denver visiting, and I get a call from Lorenzo, and I was over at Bosque Brewing. No, you were with Tamara. Oh, I'm sorry, I was with Tamara, my friend Tamara, I forgot. Um, and happy birthday, Tamara, by the way. It's your happy birthday, birthday Tamara. Dirty 30. Um, Dirty, shout out to Tamara. Shout out to Tamara. <laughs> Tamara time. Tamara time, stop. <laughs> Tamara time. The original goo. The original goo. Um... <laughs> But yeah, I got a call from Lorenzo, and well, you, I mean, you can explain. It was crazy. Yeah, it's awful. So, ah, uh, man, I was like, kids were in bed, kids were sleeping. Lindsay was out with Tamara having a delicious Bosque brewing and grilled cheese with green chili. Yeah, and tomato. Um, and I, you know, I was just like, li- we we listened to the police scanner. There was an app on our phone. We just listened. I don't know. It's kind of strangely comforting. I don't know. I think it's comforting for me because I know that there are all these professionals like working to keep our city safe. That's exactly how I feel. And yeah. So anyway, I was listening to the scanner. I didn't hear the crime on the scanner, but I was like, as I was listening to the scanner, I was just kind of scrolling through my Twitter feed because I was just like bored without my wife. Was, you know, <laughs> life is just awful when your wife's not there with you. Aww. You know, you're so bored. I really was bored. I was like, well, I, I was like, well, I can watch a cool show. No, I should probably wait for Lindsay to Husband watch points. Fargo. Um, um, I would have forgiven you. But I was like scrolling through my Twitter feed, listening to a podcast at the same time, and then I 
caught this out the Albuquerque Journal. I, I follow a guy named I think his name's Robert Rosales. He's a photographer for Albuquerque Journal. His pictures are stinking amazing. But he was there were like pictures of a crime scene at a Dion's Pizza over on Gibson and University. And Dion's is a local pizza chain here. It's something that New Mexico like really loves. We love it. It's like that's like our spot. It's like the not 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 just us, but it's everybody. Yeah, Dion's, Dion's is, is the deal. It is the real deal. That's like something to be proud of in our city, where we're starting to find less less things about you know to be proud of. Well, they've been and they even expanded to like Colorado because like a yeah. lot of New Mexicans moved to Colorado and, there and was Texas like, too. Yeah, and there's and Arizona. Like an outcry. I think Arizona. <laughs> they're like, we want Dion's. Yeah, tons and tons of people moved to Denver from Albuquerque. Yeah. By the way. So anyway. But anyway, um, this is like Dion's is a place you take your family. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a it's a safe place. Awesome pizza, great subs, delicious green chili, the ranch dressing. Quality, nice environment. Yeah, it's great. It's like it's like pretty pretty reasonably priced. Well, they also hire like a lot of high school kids, which is really nice because they yeah. they believe in giving them like a, a resume starter, like to try to get you know to get oh, them yeah. in the workforce, which I really admire. For sure. Yeah, Dion's is great. Yeah. Um, but I, I looked to my Twitter feed and I was and there was like, oh, there's a shooting at a Dion's, and I was like, what? Not the Dion's guys. Like, come on. Um, like that is something that New Mexicans hold sacred. Yeah. Like really. I mean, we're dealing with the crime. We're getting through it. You know what I mean? But like this happens, and on top of that, the like well, well witnesses report that uh, the three shot, two of them uh, were in critical condition. The third was in serious condition, and witnesses say that the 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 third was a was a was a child. And they're administering CPR, and there was blood and all this other stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh, another kid. Like senseless. Yeah, it's just it, it just like breaks your heart. You know what I mean? Like we have all these kids that are, I mean, Albuquerque has gone through a lot in the last well, three years. You shouldn't have to like you know go out for pizza with your family and worry about getting shot. And then and then and then kids yeah. like kids are dying in our city. Like there was mm-hmm. Lily, right? Mm-hmm. Lily Garcia. She got hit uh she got shot in the head like accidentally because of a road rage thing it was a ro- you can honestly you can google it and it's everywhere but um it was a road rated road rage incident her her dad i guess had cut someone off or something and the guy got so angry that he shot through the pulled car gun and like shot, gun, in, shot in, traffic. in the car in traffic in the in broad daylight and she and was like three killed like a three-year-old girl i remember reading the story and i started crying i was yeah. working at verizon because i i mean you like it hits home when you have a three-year-old and you're like holy cow well and it's like they're just with their mom and dad they're not i mean they're not doing anything wrong they're just existing and they're doing what three-year-olds do right. and somebody's gonna pull out a gun and it just it's it's senseless it's pointless and it's sad and that's the kind of stuff that albuquerque needs to get together because right. like i'll be I'm, I'm gonna be frank with you and i'm gonna use some pretty pretty open language right now like i'm sick of this shit yeah. like it's bullshit all of it right and it's like you know we can we can make our city better we ha- we all have the power to invest in our city and make our city better but you need to start by being a better human being than that oh yeah you know it's yeah. it's senseless i think people are backed into a corner too they're just like they're backed in the corner they're surviving that people feel like i mean i've even considered like maybe i need to get a gun because I whatever I, I i don't you know i i wouldn't that's whatever but i mean that's pe- like people think like, like people are thinking these things like that I, I should probably get a gun you know people on the road or you know they might i might get shot or but here's the thing like here's the thing and this is kind of where i'm at you can you can choose to live smartly but you shouldn't choose to live in fear. 
I think buying a gun because you're scared is living in fear. Yeah. Um, I realize bad things happen to good people, and I realize that there's an airplane flying over my head right now. Wow, that's really loud. Do you want to get on that airplane? I wish. I'd, well, unless it's going to, like, Nebraska. It's going north, so it's probably going to, well, let's see, let's, it's going to Denver or Portland or Las Vegas. Vegas. Um, no, but seriously, like, I just, I don't want to live in fear. Like, I realize that I could die in a situation like that that's out of my control. I could die crossing the street. So it's not going to do me any good to live in fear. It, the only thing that's going to do me any good and do anybody else any good is if you live each day intentionally, like advocating for change and advocating right. for something better. That's it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I, if I die in a senseless way, then maybe my life is worth something and maybe people will change something. I don't know. I agree. I mean, think about like, and I'm, I'm not in any way justifying the situation, but think about Lily Garcia and think about how she was th- like three or four years old. I think she was three. Three. And her life, her short life, probably impacted this entire city. Yeah. You see the bumper stickers on I people's see them cars. Everywhere. Mm-hmm. They say just breathe and they have a picture of her on them. So it's just to remind people like, it's to like calm a, down. Right. You know? It's like a road rage um, like uh, awareness. Yeah. But you know what? It's true. Like I see them and I remember her and I think about that and I'm like, nothing is worth getting that upset over. Oh, like, for sure. Like, nothing is worth, getting, like, on the road is worth getting that angry about. I agree. You know? I agree. So it's just crazy. I, I just, it's the big question, you know? The big question is, like, how do we, how do we make this city better? How do we because move forward? We're here. Yeah. You know? We for sure need, need, need something. We need to move forward. Yeah, and I read that article this morning from the Albuquerque Journal. They published it. Um, it was talking about how, like, there's a mass exodus of certain age groups in People Albuquerque. between 30 and 51. Right. Yeah. So the the like the I think between twenty and thirty, it where, was ages... no between between twenty and thirty were moving in, mm-hmm. and they say that's probably because of university research. Um, you know, there's a lot of tech. I mean, not not tech, but like a lot of really um, like we have the labs, we have the university, we have we the have air Intel. force, air force yeah. here. So we have a lot of people entry level doing doing really good stuff. But when once they get qualified, they move out. Mm-hmm. Well, and it's interesting. I thought the title of the article was interesting. It said, New Mexicans are leaving and they're taking their kids with them. And that's crazy because we literally had that thought like a month that ago. Was, that was our mentality that was this, a month ago. This was summer. Like, this summer go. was us, right? Yeah. Um, so it's interesting because it. I think that it's not just us. There's like this internal cry from people in our age range saying like, we want better for our kids and we want better and we want our city to do better. Right. Like help us, you know? I mean... But, yeah, like we need to fix this, and like I think people are wondering, like how do we fix this? Um, Jeremy Hohola, shout out <laughs> to Jer J Hoho from Denver. <laughs> uh, he used to be a reporter for I think KOB yeah. here in town, and then he uh, went up to the major leagues. In uh, then he abandoned us. He abandoned us. You abandoned us, Hoho. <laughs> the heck, dare cry? Sorry. Miss you. Miss your okay. touch. I miss your scent. <laughs> Miss you so um, darn much. Miss you so darn much. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Anyways. We'll be near you. We'll be near you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
goodbye to the last like couple listeners that we had. Um, but yeah, follow follow Jeremy Hohola. It's J O J O L A. Uh, he's a true New Mexican. Um, I follow him on Instagram and Twitter. He also has Twitter. Very, very rosy cheeks. Does he? Like he the Ronchetti. Oh, I was thinking of Mark Ronchetti. You were My thinking bad. of Mark Ronchetti. Mark Ronchetti's uh, the amazing weatherman on Channel no, 13. Mark Ronchetti is ride or die Yeah, he, New Mexico I, for that sure. That dude gets serious about weather, and that's what I love about him. Dude, he jogs by my parents' house, and his cheeks are rosier. And he's like crazy buff. Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> Take it easy. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> no, he is. You can see him, like, his, like, muscles, like, breaking through his, like, jacket with his and by the way his jackets have like nine buttons on the front he's yeah. he's the best weatherman albuquerque has ever seen sorry steve stucker don't wrong Ron, on top of things that's true that's true um so what were we talking about you were talking oh jeremy hohola and the, yeah. the denver thing the yeah we went we went from very somber to comedy well in like, you do have to kind like of two seconds a little bit but um but yeah so jeremy hohola retweeted the uh albuquerque journal article about how there's like a mass exodus from albuquerque uh we haven't we haven't seen this low of a population growth in like forever forever like it's never it's never happened which can i just say like mm-hmm. there's a lot of catholics here and yeah. they don't believe in birth control so that's saying something that is saying a lot no, because they, these, a lot. these babies are growing up to become adults and they are leaving to denver and Denver is a good place. I, I like Denver. They have a great downtown. They have uh, sports. They have, I mean, they have MXPX play there at least every summer. They also have the highest child poverty rate in the country. So I what, mean, what Denver does? No, we do. Oh, Not we do. Denver? Are you kidding? Yeah. Yeah. Five year olds are like, oh, I didn't get my latte this morning. I know. I'm really upset. Sorry, Denver guy, Denver kid. Where's my new Uggs? I know. Um. But yeah, he I mean, he retweeted it um, because he's in Denver and he's from Albuquerque and it, was, it made sense for him, I guess. Um, and then there was just people commenting and stuff, and you know, I, I commented on the I commented on the Twitter feed on the Twitter uh, what do they call it the chain the the thread mm-hmm. the Twitter the thread uh, the Twitter thread. I said, well, you know, um, we need to take ownership of our city and just be, just get involved. And somebody responded to me, and they're like, well. If it wasn't for the politicians voting us down and voter, you know, you know, keeping us down with voter suppression and all this stuff, and I'm like, but that's a load of crap because you start where you are and you start in your own realm with the own, like your own circle of influence, your sphere of influence, and like that is such a that ooh that makes me really angry because well, pe- that's people such just a like to pass out. the buck. They they well, just but like, it's like what are you doing? You're complaining, but yeah. what are you doing? Like you're gonna blame the politicians because you're not doing something? That's right. dumb. Yeah, no, it's true. It's stupid. I, I think that it's it's up to you to kind of figure out your life. Yeah, and your 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 sphere of influence, like you're saying, like you affect people who are right next to you. Mm-hmm. And if it's Obama or if it's Trump or is in, who's in office, like it's who cares? Like like move on, vote for sure. I think. Well, no politician ever has the last word. Like it is a, I mean, God forbid I say this a lot. It's a temporary position. You know what yeah. I mean? It might be, it might feel long to you, but it is a temporary position. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's really hard to think about like, where do you start in a city right. like Albuquerque? Like, where do you even begin? And um, I am in no way defending Trump, by the way. No. I'm simply saying that like, it's just like people hated Obama. Like, okay, that's fine. Disagree. It's temporary. Calm down. Advocate for change during this time and make something better happen next time. <laughs> yeah. 
do what you gotta do do what you gotta do yeah um yeah and it's it's tough in albuquerque a city where we we see all this stuff around us and i i wonder i mean this is just where we live and we're noticing these things if it's the same in a city like philadelphia where people are like experience this sort of thing this sort of crime these sort of little you know I would love to hear if anybody is listening and they want to give us some insight into the city they live in. I would love to hear it. Um, yeah, are you guys fed up with it? Is there a crime? What is like? Well, what's what's the word on the street? No, but honestly, like, what's what are from? what is the deal? Like, that's from Sesame Street. Oh, okay, word on the street. Oh yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> um, Parents, no, but honestly, like, I would love to see like what other cities deal with and what their core issues are. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah. Because, I mean, that's kind of the heartbeat of a city. Right. Like, when you look at their core issues, that's how the city's heart beats, and that's that's what it's beating towards. Yeah. Tweet us at ParentingVSPod. P- ParentingVSPod. Tweet us. If, you, if you're if you listening, if you feel like you want to tell us, like, what's, what's up with your city? Are you fed up with the crime and stuff? One thing that was pretty cool, though, I saw another article, I think, in the journal. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Mayor Richard Berry was talking about how he wanted to open up Albuquerque for um, the possibility of completely self-driving cars. And I had some mixed feelings about it. Mm-hmm. I was thinking, well, like, okay, Mayor Barry, um, you're in charge of a, of a city that's seen its worst crime in forever. Are you just, like, grasping for straws right now to try to make yourself look a little bit better? or More I, innovative. I got to sneeze. Oh, well, go ahead. Well, bless you. (laughs) Salud. Or, or like, is this something that is, like, you really believe in or what? But regardless, um, I feel like a self-driving city, self-driving car city, I think our kids are actually going to see that, by the way. That terrifies me because if Luke can sneak out of his bedroom Mm -hmm. and hide under a pillow on a chair in our living room Mm -hmm. and you don't know, what happens when cars can drive themselves and he sneaks into the car and decides he's going to go buy ice cream by himself? I think, well, I don't think that it's going to be him as a baby, like a child. I'm just saying, but but if there's kids as smart as Luke out there, yeah. what happens? Like, Well, I think the technology <laughs> would be good enough. I mean, our phones can recognize us. It would be like a, I mean? like a finger. Like a thumbprint or an iris scanner or something to recognize. Oh like you are an adult. You're not a child. Um you but, are an uh, adult. You are not a child. <laughs> you are a grown ass right. man. So driving this, not driving this car. I think it's going to happen for sure. In, in in hopefully in our lifetime, but for sure in our kids' life. Can lifetimes. you imagine how that would change? Like so many people. I think we'd be a lot more resilient. Resilient. I think a lot less stressed because that's one less thing we can worry about. Our commute to work is not going to have to be. Oh, another thing occurred to me. We have subscribers on this podcast. Some people might be listening to our podcast on their commute. Oh, yeah. How well, crazy is that? Please don't subscribe to Road Rage, guys. Cause... Yeah, don't, don't subscribe to Road Rage. But thanks for listening to us on your commute, if that's what you're doing. Yeah. Um, yeah. But on your commute, instead of, like, worrying about staying in your lane and uh, hitting the, uh, you know, turn signals, all that good stuff, you well, can just... maybe eliminate some road rage. It absolutely would eliminate road rage, and it would completely... We have time. Lindsay's telling me to wrap up, but we have time. Do we? Yeah. This is our podcast. We can do whatever the heck we want. I know. I'm just saying, like, we've covered a lot, and it's a lot. It's kind of intense. I know, but I have some thoughts on my brain. We can do whatever we want. Um, so, I think it would be really 
really cool if Albuquerque was a completely self-driving city. Maybe someday. Um, just sitting on your in your in your self-driving car and listening to headphones. I and hope it, it's maybe self-driving and it flies at the same time. Maybe. Self-flying. Yeah, we can dabble more into that next time. I think. Yeah. Yeah. Lindsay, Lindsay's tired of I, podcasting. I know. I'm just tired in general. I'm the mother of three, and we've done about an hour. You're so the mother of dragons. Um, I'm the Somet- mother of. Sometimes you're a mother of one dragon, at least. Luke likes to make dragon noises. Oh my gosh. I'm a mother of three crazy, crazy children. Yeah. <laughs> well, this is our longest podcast, and if you stuck through it this entire hour... Cheers to you. Cheers to you. Um, I hope you have a great week. I hope you guys, um, you know, enjoy your kids like we do. If you have kids. If you have kids. If you don't, then, you know... Enjoy your whatever. Enjoy someone else's kids. Yeah. Enjoy you know, your... offer to babysit. Don't be a jerk. Yeah. If you don't have kids, get with it. <laughs> Dear goodness. All right. Signing off. All right. Until next time. Catch you guys later.